Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Arrow on Target. Hey everybody, welcome to Arrow on Target, the inaugural episode of Arrow on Target. Yes, we are, we're starting up a podcast dedicated to the show Arrow. And you can check us out online at arrowontargetpodcast.com. Or go to our main site, stayontargetpodcast.com. You can also get there through the other one as well. Yeah. And the, uh, so what we'll be doing is every week that there is an Arrow episode, we'll be posting a podcast uh, shortly after, uh, talking about the episode, kind of, you know, giving our thoughts on the episode yep. and uh, and everything like that. So. Basically, by the next morning when you get up, you'll be able to listen to our thoughts on the previous night's episode. It'll be great. This episode, we're going to be reviewing season one of Arrow and... Uh, just kind of kicking it off like that. Absolutely. So, Chris, you are yes. not all the way through season Man. one. Okay, so this is what happened. All right, I got another. This is this is another story. You and your stories. Uh, all my stories. Okay, so I, I I gave my gave myself the goal of catching up over the past weekend. All right, which that was like twenty four hours of television in one weekend. So, granted, that's already pretty daunting. Yeah, that was that was daunting. And I didn't properly think through. I should have planned it out. I guess mapped my days. Yeah. You know, like you something have. like that. I got about like eight hours in, <laughs> so I've I've watched like. But see, like before, you actually got through most of the most of the season uh, previously. Half the season. Yeah, half the season. Like you got up until like the. the right, I just don't remember break, any so. of it. Right. So. Uh, so but you have. You're I all have. caught up. Yes. Like you're the expert right now. Like I can give my thoughts, like kind of overall thoughts, Absolutely. and and we'll do some a spoiler free section here in a second. Absolutely. All right. So spoiler free. Spoiler free. So uh, talk to me a little bit about kind of your experience with the pilot of arrow yeah let's let's just kind of like set it up here you know like basically uh this is a a origin story for arrow right um and for the dc comics character green arrow for those of you who may or may not know who that is right so and that's yeah and this this is uh one of the best origin stories i think that i've seen Uh, definitely um on par with batman begins and uh man of steel like, it, it definitely has that same tone to it, uh, has that same vibe of realism. The thing that, that, that astounds me about the show is just the quality every single week that they, that they uh, put into this show. Right. Everything down to the action as well, you know. I mean, action looks great, you know, yeah. and, and uh, action looks great. The cinematography is great. Um, it feels literally like a movie. You know, like, yeah. you know, you get two or three hours in, you're like, man, this feels like a movie. Yeah. And... Uh, even with the first episode, like, you know, a lot of times, this is one of the rare shows where the first episode, like Lost, um, really nails the vibe of the show. Like, yeah. the show stays, like, the same from that first pilot episode on. And, you know, that's not a bad thing in this in this uh, case. Sometimes it's like, well, let's hope it doesn't stay like this. This one is like, man, I'm so glad that they have um, consistently delivered a show that is uh, compelling and... Uh, High quality, absolutely, and and to me, like from from the get go, like you were the one that first initially said, "Hey, John, you should watch Arrow. You should check out the right. pilot." Well, I think we were both kind of burned by Smallville, right? And you and, you and, stayed with that show longer than I did. And like, CW I and CW shows in general, to me, like I mean, some of them are, are really good, some of them are high quality, that sort of thing. But a lot of times, like I I'll, I'll watch a show and it'll be like, ah, uh, you know, I don't know, it just has its has its take back moments where you're like, man, this is you know, yeah, for sure. Well, and it, it, it's a network that's you know primarily seen. Catering to younger teens, basically, right. like uh, the I don't know, probably sixteen to 
22 demographic of girls. Right. You know? Like One Tree Hill and all those yeah, things. Yeah, One Tree Hill, know? Gossip Girl, yeah. 90210. Some um, of which are great shows, you know, some of which right. are, are really, really kind of, you know, they're fun shows to watch. Right. Um, but, you know, nothing nothing nearly as compelling as what I saw out of Arrow out of the first, out of the pilot. As right. far as the pilot goes, we've talked about pilots before. And yeah. uh, as far as pilots go, I would rate this one very up there. Um, oh, yeah. Probably a 9, 9.5, something like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I, it's very high. That was something that struck me like watching i remember and the pilot's what made me tell you last year to start watching this show yeah and uh i watched it again and i, I like you know man i cannot believe that this thing is so good still yeah like, you I tweeted it about again. it too yeah i tried to live tweet my i was gonna like live tweet all weekend every single episode and i mean i i, I tweeted the episodes i watched yeah i think i may have missed the last one last night yeah, but. you probably you probably missed a couple in there but yeah no so worries. but I'm, I'm i'll i'm gonna definitely like season two starts next week and i'm gonna catch up before next week absolutely that's doable that is doable <laughs> that is for sure doable um okay so let's talk a little bit like beyond the the pilot because mm-hmm. let's talk about kind of the non-spoilers things so so uh everything down to like tone of the show we've kind of talked about how it's dark already yeah so basically Without getting into a whole lot of details, like this, this is a gritty show. Mm-hmm. This is not, you know, your um, normal kind of CW show. Right. This has a darker tone. It doesn't even really feel like um, other superhero shows. Let's compare it to a little bit to Agents of Shield last week. That's kind of a, just kind of a fun show. Like there's action, there's jokes, stuff like that. Th- this is not that show. Like this is a lot darker. This is almost I I compare it a lot to Batman. You know. Right. And it feels like Batman. It's got that it feels, tone. If, yeah, it's got that tone. But not without having these uh, these fun loving moments. You know, not without having like essentially because sometimes it, it, they they kind of you know will smirk at, smirk at themselves or will smirk at some certain situations just you know with with different dialogue and things like that too. Right. So I mean, it, it led me to say, and I would still propose that this was the most fun of television, like fun fun hour of television on last season. Yeah. I mean, aside from a comedy, right? You know, yes. As far I mean, as dramas the, go, the action was fun. Like I felt, found myself like smiling at how just you know enthralled I was with the uh, with the episodes. You know, as they moved forward. So. Right. Um, yeah, they're they're definitely uh, very action packed. They don't pull any punches. What um, this is kind of spoilerish, I guess. Maybe not. But what sounds me is that. Uh, they actually kill people on this show. Yeah, like, I mean that was the thing that like really struck me off of the bat off of like I think the second episode. I think I texted uh, Jared, who's been on the show before uh, a number of times, and mm-hmm. I texted him and said something about man, you know, they, they answered my question of like, is he going to be willing to kill right off the bat? Oh yeah, and, like and, first episode. <laughs> yeah, and it was like I mean he's just waxing dudes like left and right, man, just taking them down. So. Right, and. So like still I you know and I think the show wrestles with that and like as a viewer you know you don't know necessarily like you know is he is he doing good like and they and they wrestle with that like is he um is he doing the right thing is he going about this the right way is killing an option they wrestle with that you know uh, within the first I guess 10 episodes um at least you know two yeah. or three times and uh well I think people always are shocked I mean any character that find you know that 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 addresses him or that that meets him for the first time I think is shocked by the fact that he's willing to just you know not even not even think twice about taking out these underling guys that may or may not you know have have skin in the game you right. know, but he's willing to just you know annihilate them just to to wipe them out you know just to get the end goal and so I think that shocks a lot of uh, a lot of people that may or may not be his allies even um, right. you know 
know, well, as and, the show and the thing is, you know, like he tries, he does legitimize it in the show and uh, says, well, you know, like if he encounters someone else that doesn't kill or that does kill, I mean, um, and he'll be like, oh, I'm completely different from them. And, uh, and then he tries to legitimize it. And like, you know, you're, you're just sitting there like left, like, well, is he like, is this, you know, and I think that they're doing that on purpose. They're definitely introducing those questions on purpose. And so. Um, I, I like that exploration of like what makes him any better than the people that he's he's uh, right killing right. All right, so I mean, does that kind of wrap up our spoiler free section? I mean, we're kind of maybe diving into a little bit of character development type well, let's, stuff. Yeah, well, let's talk about you know like uh, let's talk about the uh, the acting. Acting superb. Music's yeah. great. Oh, music's um, great. And uh, and and honestly, like from you know, granted, I haven't made it that far, but you know, from what I've, I've seen. Every episode, like they're not just mailing it in, right? Um, they're putting a lot of time and effort into these episodes. There, you know, to, to to a certain extent, there's there's at least one character that that develops and is not the same after after right. an episode's over. I mean, it's 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 always a uh, a moving forward. You never end up in the same place. You never go. What was that last hour for? That sort right. of thing. Yeah, they're there's never a, just treading water. Right. There's at least a question. You know, even if situationally they may be in the same place. You know, emotionally as a as a character, there's there's some development where there's a new question involved or there's a new mystery. Um, you know, there's there's definitely that aspect of, of mystery boxes right. and this big overarching mystery. As, right. as and they it do a good forward. job with pacing. Right. They don't just throw everything at you all at once and then have a dead episode or the opposite. You know, they don't just have a whole bunch of dead episodes. Right. Um, and just every once in a while, it's just like, oh, here's this, you know. And right. so they uh, they do a good job with that. I think if you're a fan of basically TV in general, but like obviously if you're a fan of, of uh, comic book films, superheroes, definitely watch the show. But this yeah. is the thing. Aside from it being a superhero show, this is one of my favorite television shows. Yeah, um, I would agree, and one of the best ones on television. And one right of now. the best like action dramas that uh, that that I can remember in in recent history. Right. So yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that it comes close to like shows like Homeland or something you know that deals with more mature subject matter or something like that. Um, but it's, it's definitely like one of the best dramas on TV. Right. And if, and if you're looking for something for a lot of fun and uh, a lot of, like, like a lot of action, a lot of fun, yeah. good production, this is your show. Cool. So what do you rate the first season? Oh I, man. First season. Who? Well, you can't really rate it that well, but what have you, what do you, would you rate what you've seen? I mean, what I've seen, I mean, yeah, I, I would probably give it a solid, uh, um, what I've seen a solid nine. Yeah, that's about what I would go with. It's in between eight and a half and a nine to me for sure. The uh, the season as it, well, uh, that's getting into spoiler dish details. So stay tuned for some spoilers. Yeah, because our spoiler clock is running down. It's coming down. It's it's going down for sure. I so mean, turn this off if you don't want to yeah. know anything about the first season. Turn it off if you don't want to be spoiled. That sort of thing. Make sure you turn this off. But if you want to catch up with Arrow, yeah, and and be included, like just start watching. Just pick up the the first. Uh, at the second season, and uh, you can uh, just catch up now. Oh man, that 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 spoiler clock is yep. a bit down. Right. Well, three, two, one. All right, John, spoil us. Malcolm Merlin is a bad guy. <laughs> oh man, that's so, crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. All right, Chris. So let's get into some spoilerish <laughs> things. Let's talk a little bit about the uh, the what we've we've kind of talked about like the development that sort of thing. Let's talk about Oliver, uh, the main character. I really like Oliver. He's it's a real, he's a complex character. He's a very complex. You don't character. see that like even shows like Revenge, you know, something like that. That's kind of I feel like it's kind of the same vein. You're dealing with a rich person who's like out to get some guys or whatever. Yeah. It's kind of the same kind of plot. And 
Like he's a very complex character, whereas Emily Thorne is not on Revenge. And I, I really like the way that um, he uh, he is portrayed. And and he's a dynamic character in that he used to be one way, and uh, and you yeah, know, totally used to be this playboy, yeah, and just only cared about himself. And now, to some extent, you know. He, He's not a playboy really anymore. He just uses that as kind of like Bruce Wayne as a a, a uh, an, an alias, and right? As as a front essentially for right. his uh, for his his superhero doings, right? So I mean, he started off as this playboy, whereas like other characters that I've always have either you know they've always been one way that sort of thing, and that's the right. sort of thing I feel like that you get into a lot of times with superheroes is the origin where it's it's they started one way and then something happened to them. Or they they changed in, in over time right. and well and I would contend completely that different. Yes, he's changed, but yes, he's not changed. He's changed as far as you know, like how seriously he takes the world and takes himself and takes you know what he does. But he hasn't changed in the fact that before he was very self centered and only wanted to have a good time, and he was I mean he was still self centered. He's still self centered now. He's just self centered in the fact that he's out to take out the people on this list. Like he's still got his own agenda, and he's going to do whatever it takes to um, achieve that. So, like that part of him is still the same, and I think it's that consistency between the the old Oliver and the new Oliver that actually helps the the series rather than hurts it. Absolutely, you know. And also, whenever he was on the island, we haven't talked about the island before. Yeah, he gets marooned. Like there's a shipwreck. He gets marooned on an island, um, and uh, his dad's with him. he he accidentally kills like his girlfriend like he doesn't kill her but like his girlfriend she drowns or his girlfriend's sister actually yeah is is on the boat with him um and she drowns so she's dead um his dad kills himself so that Oliver can so that survive. Oliver can survive because there's only enough food for, for gives him one, a book so. says hey he I not did, only kills himself he kills the other guy there were three the guys guy. in the lifeboat his dad kills the other guy and kills himself yeah, it was brutal it was ridiculous and gives him a notebook that is basically has a list of names and says hey I screwed up I corrupted our city and these people helped me take him out and that's basically where we're at and so like oliver while he was on the island um there are certain things that happen to him while he's there that that essentially shape him into what he is at the very beginning of the of the pilot you kind of don't know what happened to him on the island no Uh, you you think that uh you know he may he was you know alone and, and it's like well how did he get a bow and arrow and how did he get so good with it you know that sort of thing, but uh, as, as the season progresses, you kind of uh, th- that story develops as well as the story back in uh, in Starling City. Right. Let's talk about the guy on the island for a little bit. Let's. I'm gonna, as long as we're talking about the island, let's yeah, just talk about the island. Absolutely. Now, all I've seen happen up on up to this point on the island is he's he's met this other guy who's basically like he's like this uh, Oriental, ah, like secretive. Archer, Archer guy, and then right. there's there's some there's some uh, some bad guys on the island trying to trying to catch him, and so I don't yes. really know what Yalfe. that's all about yet. Uh, have you have you met Slade yet? Slade, who is Slade? Slade is a uh, dark haired guy. I mean, I don't want to like spoil anything. Well, what does he really look for like? You? Just say. Uh, well, he's he's like dark haired, and he's, he's I met a guy a military. With, like, yeah, like he came in and, and tortured Oliver, um, and then. Um, or someone tortured Oliver. Oh, that was uh, that was actually uh, Deathstroke that 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 tortures Oliver. No, like there was, there was a guy. I know that's Deathstroke, but the guy, other guy. There's another guy that talks to him and says, "Hey, do you know this guy?" And he's looking for the uh, Archer guy. Is that who you're talking about? No, that's not who I'm talking about. Anyway, 
You there, can go ahead and talk about this well, person. Th- there's a uh, there's there's another character that shows up, and it, it's the stuff on the island. It very much goes to show how Oliver became who he is, and it's a very slow process. Though mm-hmm. over the course of the entire season, you know he uh, he doesn't really do anything, you know, super extreme or, or super you know action heroy. I mean, until near the end, and even then, it, you could you could justify it as like an accident. So it's a very slow development. We don't really know what's going on. You know what happened even, to even him. now. Even now, like you don't know a whole ton about what happened to him or why. You think why. we'll have island cut cut uh, oh, scenes this season? Absolutely. I mean, we may be covered a couple of weeks of you know a, a handful of weeks of. His I wonder if they recorded stay. those or not recorded, but like uh, filmed those. Filmed yeah. those off recorded. We recorded these. Yeah, what if they filmed those already and they just have them kind of in the hopper and they're dispersing them out? You know, I would imagine that they probably haven't just because, I mean, the, those scenes are so integral to the story that they're telling at the time, like Sometimes. each episode. That's true. Sometimes they are. And then, uh, and you know, other times they, they don't really tie in and it's just awesome, you know, that you find out more of what, what happened. There's like a, a story running in parallel sometimes. Right, right. Sometimes they, you know, they intersect where, you know, you find out, you know, when was the first time Oliver killed, that sort of thing. That's you true. Know? Right, yeah. Like, yeah, you're wondering, like, he says something about killing and it flashes back to him killing a a bird or something like that or whatever it was. Right. So, I mean, you know, there are those cool moments where it flashes back to the island and and definitely, you know, those those development scenes where you have those those characters, cast of characters. And then there's the the stuff. Let's talk a little bit more about, like, Starling City. Let's talk about, you know, that cast of characters, his supporting roles. So he comes back and... uh, his mother's still there alive, um, yep. and his sister. Mm-hmm. Um, his sister's name is Thea. His mother is I don't Mrs. Queen. <laughs> Moira. More. Well, I think maybe I've heard her name once. Like I don't. He she's calls her mom. Yeah, and then there's Laurel, which is his uh, his ex girlfriend, um, and it's actually Laurel's sister that that died on the boat with right. uh, you know whenever her down, father. So. Is, Her father's detective, uh, detective uh, Quentin Lance, right? And so, like, and he's basically like number one. He's he's ticked off at at Oliver, at Oliver, and then he's l- trying to catch what they call the vigilante, which is right, which is um, which is the Oliver, arrow, which the is arrow. also Oliver, right? You know, and, and there's this, there's a uh, they deal with that right away, which is interesting because everyone always wondered, well, if, if Batman shows up and he, you know, and at the same time how as Bruce Wayne comes Bruce back, Wayne? how do you not figure it out? You know, some people there's a uh, there's the origin story where well, we didn't know Bruce was back until you know long after the Batman was already there. Anyway, there, there's different there's different origin stories you know that that deal with this and, and solve that issue. But in this one, they show up at the same time and Detective Lance puts it together and actually, you know, get some footage of him like changing. Well, not changing clothes, but grabbing the arrow clothes. Right. And and he uh, and and he actually accuses him and actually takes him in for questioning. He goes to court. and everything. Yeah, man. They uh, they, and so they kind of suss out that whole uh, dynamic and that that. Right. play right off the bat. But so. I, I like that, though, like, you know, where you have, like, there is a, re- a real um, reason that he is after both Arrow, or, yeah, Arrow and um, Oliver. Right. And I, I really like that. And it's not just a, you know, just, it's not a stupid reason. It's right. like, this is believable. Yeah, he'd be mad at him. He right. believes he killed his daughter. Well, I mean, and he's also mad at him for, for coming back whenever his daughter didn't. You know, right? I mean, it's it's this survival. Uh, he's mad at the survivor because his the, his loved one didn't survive, and right. she was essentially the most innocent one on the boat. You right. know that sort of thing. Right. Um, and he's you know as far as that goes, there's the the dynamic between him and then Laurel, uh, Oliver and Laurel kind of have this this 
sort of romantic uh, chemistry on again off again kind of thing um and there's a character that you said you didn't care about uh, right off the bat and it's tommy and and you don't care about him right off the bat because you know tommy is dating laurel which he so he stole oliver's girl right which i don't even care about that like honestly i'll be honest you know in the first few few episodes i didn't and i still honestly don't really care that much about laurel or about tommy and Tommy is just like this ancillary character that he's there. Like, I mean, he, he so far has not has not been an integral part of the plot. And maybe he is later. He, he is later on. Um, and, and as that develops, it's it's more about him and his father than it is about him uh, as that develops. And because initially, like if you know uh, Green Arrow and, and know kind of his, his cast of villains also, you, you kind of know that, that one of the Merlins is going to end up being some sort of a villain. Um, and, and that's kind of revealed as the as the first season goes on. Uh, at the halfway point, we kind of introduce this other other interesting character and throw a big monkey wrench into all of the uh, all of the plot lines that that we've had so far, where this other other archer kind of just shows up and uh, kind of out of nowhere and, and beats the crap out of uh, out of out of Oliver, and you know that's just that's a shocking moment that really just kind of you know brings it together and. You know, it's it's kind of one of those things that we don't didn't know who Tommy would end up being, and that that development, you know, unless you really kind of know about the comics and know about kind of the story and the villains of, of Arrow, you may or may not care or may or may not know about uh, that dynamic. So maybe I'll like him a little bit later on. You know, we'll we'll see how I feel about him next week. And uh, we also have D- uh, what is his first name? Dig. Diggle. Um, Dig. Well, it's John. John Diggle. Yes, John Diggle. but then he calls him Dig. Yeah, and uh, he, he's a great character. He's, yeah, he started off as Oliver's bodyguard. When he comes back, his mom assigns him a god- bodyguard. I about said a, a gaudy bark, <laughs> whatever that is. Who knows a, what that a is? A bodyguard. Yeah, and uh, he uh, keeps ditching him, <laughs> and he keeps getting keeps away ditching from him. him to to become the arrow <laughs> to become arrow. Yeah, uh, but eventually, um, Dig gets caught in the crossfire um, whenever he's fighting Deadshot, yeah. and gets this poison in his body that only Oliver knows how to cure. Um, well, probably, you know, only him, but like he knows and he, so he takes Dig back to his place and, and cures him. And so Dig knows who he is right at that point. Well, I mean, and, and it's kind of one of those things. I think that, that it was hinted that, that Dig kind of knew beforehand or, or assumed or he something. Assu- well, I don't know. Like he, he knew something was no up. good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he knew something was weird, but like, I mean, I don't think he knew that, Hey, he's the vigilante, you know, he's not saying that, but, um, and, and this is how they get around, uh, the whole like Oliver's arrow thing. Um, whenever Oliver is under house arrest, Dig goes out and with a hood, and yep. so there's a, a vigilante sighting, and um, some guys get attacked who are selling guns. Yep, and uh, so they take care of that, and so that's why like Detective Lance is lot, you know just lets up on him because like oh he's obviously not Arrow, right? Like, I and, was with him, and he honestly said you know he he's he's obviously not Arrow not just because of the uh, because you know he showed up at the same time as him, but he's obviously not Arrow because you don't have the guts to be Arrow. Essentially, is what he tells Oliver. Oh yeah, like he you sees know. him as just a spineless, worthless piece of trash right. human being. Like that's who <laughs> who he believes he exactly. is. Exactly, <laughs> and, uh, and and he doesn't think the vigilante is much better. So you know you know it's. It's kind of one of those one of those situations where he really hates hates Oliver. Yeah, like so they do this kind of back and forth thing where Arrow will do something like provide um, Detective Lance with a confession, and you know he, it's not like he's not going to act on that. So like they they try to they walk this line between man, what do you like? How how should he feel about about 
uh, Arrow? How should he feel about the vigilante? Right. Should he like what he's doing? I mean, he's killing people. I mean, he's not really in it, and calling it justice. You know, it's, it, right. they, they walk this line, and I, I, I enjoy that discussion within the larger show. Absolutely. And, and so, okay, as, as those characters, we, we talked about earlier, kind of how those characters uh, are introduced, but they don't really have a whole lot of development during the first early stages of the show, where, like, Oliver is bearing the majority of, like, the character development. And that really kind of sent me to be invested in Oliver as a character before we got into his supporting cast. Because honestly, to me, if a hero doesn't have a strong uh, character, how can I really get invested in his supporting cast? Right. And they did a good job with that. And, and they did a better job than like um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of introduced these characters uh, and they're all kind of just traditional archetypes. You know, like here's the nerdy ones and here's like the rule breaker and here's the, the, the tough guy yeah, and the rookie and seasoned veteran. And so like they took these kind of just like traditional archetypes for the uh, procedural kind of show right. and, and put them into the show. This, you don't necessarily see that. Like you see like Oliver, but he's kind of a non-traditional kind of hero, um, more Batman-esque again. And uh, then you, you throw the rest of the, like it's very, it feels very real because of that, because it's like not everyone's going to fit into this little box that you put them into. Uh, one of the, the things that I do like about it is, is the slow progression. Um, not necessarily slow, but like, okay, so like they don't, in the first episode, you just are introduced to Oliver right. and what he does. And, and the rest of the characters are introduced, but yeah, you don't like really have a whole lot of there's information no, there's on the backstory. There's not a whole lot of emotional change or anything. Um, but they don't immediately give him a hideout and, you know, like this team and all right. that kind of stuff. Like they kind of build it up. Like I think maybe third episode, like he decides I'm going to build a nightclub and I'm going to have my lair underneath it. And that, like so far, I haven't even seen that nightclub be built. But then, you know, like he starts using that as a cover. Like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, doing business for my nightclub, and so that's why I've got to go take this meeting. And that's Sorry, why Mom. it's super late at night whenever everything happens. Right, with, right. Know. And, you know, Dig is his, basically is his uh, sidekick. And, it's his bodyguard, you know, that yeah, sort of thing. And, and so, but that doesn't happen until later either. And right. So you, uh, it, the slow progression and the way they introduce things. Now, I will say that second episode, this is why, like, one of my favorite characters, and I, I don't think that you think is, is as great as I do, is his sister, Thea. Like, Second episode, they introduce this this cool dynamic between Thea and Oliver, and this is what I feel like I connected with her character a lot. Um, she took him out to his gravestone and said, "Hey, whenever while you were gone, after you quote unquote died, I came out here like every single day and talked to you, told you about my life, told you about who I liked, told you about just like what was going on. If I was having a bad day, I talked to you. I feel felt closer to you then when you were dead." than I do now. And like that just like hits something in Oliver and and like he still hasn't really dealt with that at least in the episodes that I've seen. Right. But like I want to see that like you know like I feel like they could be really good a really good team if he would just let her in. You know and it's one of those things that uh that because she's his sister because that she doesn't really grasp what he's doing and because because he doesn't really want to let her in because he doesn't want to get her hurt because every superhero I mean their biggest weakness is the people that they love and so he doesn't want to get her hurt so he doesn't really let her in and and that that development turns into this big you know he he becomes her protector and so that that 
basically whenever she goes out and uh, does stupid things, he feels responsible for her. So it's kind of, it, it backfires a little bit on, uh, on her whenever he tries to get invested in her life. So it's, it's really an interesting, it's a very interesting sibling dynamic that they have going. And it's going to be interesting to see how that moves forward based on a character that actually Chris hasn't, hasn't actually met before. Uh, Roy, Roy Harper, she, she starts dating this guy from, from the, the other side of town from across the tracks, the, the, the slums. And, uh, and, and that guy, he gets his life saved by arrow and goes on a quest to find arrow to figure out who he is to to get put in contact with him and uh and she starts helping him with that just you know as as stupid as she thinks that that is and as as crazy as she thinks that that is she really likes this guy and uh and roy is kind of one of those characters that uh i'm interested to see what happens in season two for sure because that was only really kind of uh coming to a head near the end of season one that was one of the big big things and again i really enjoyed how later in the season Almost every character that we had in there had something going uh, in some of those later episodes, and they all had these different things, and they all intertwined in odd ways uh, that, that were interesting. Uh, and so, again, that kind of comes back to them starting off kind of slow, where you got invested in Oliver, got invested in Diggle, got invested in some of the uh, the more main characters, and then they kind of branched out as the uh, as the season goes on, and in fact, introduced some new characters and everything. So, what's What's cool about that dynamic to me is the fact that she, like, we've never seen a superhero with a sibling, like, in their interaction. And how do you deal with close family members? Like, we, you know, Bruce Wayne's parents are dead. You've got Alfred. He's not really, you know, he's Alfred. And Superman got his parents, but then, like, his father dies. And well, well, depending on, depending never on which, with her. yeah, depending on which iteration of Superman it is, he may not even have parents. Right, you know? true. And so, like, this is the first time that we've seen him, you know, a superhero interact super closely with a within a family system, um, the way that he right. is. And I really like that. I, I like. I just. I just. I just like that dynamic. I like that connection. I and like you know the sibling connection. I agree. And and then the other thing you know that that, that kind of brings up and and it it's and I mentioned it before. It's kind of like there's this element of that that is. Every superhero's biggest weakness is their loved ones, right? And so, because he has a larger uh, quantity of loved ones, he's got to keep it, you know, keep it under the hood, you know, right. if you want to put it that way. No, keep pun. it, uh, yeah, punny. Uh, anyway, <laughs> keep it under the hood, uh, even more so than than say other characters do, because you know, Batman, he's you know, he's he's really kind of on his own a lot of times. So, I mean, unless, I mean, obviously, if you take a whole city captive, Batman's going to answer. But I mean, this is kind of one of the situations where he's got like very core very close loved ones mm-hmm. that you know he, he are put at risk if they find out what's going on right so so the the last thing oh, chris just left by the way because the last thing i really want to talk about is something that he hasn't seen the undertaking and kind of the uh, the last episode that we went through um before season one ended and it was obviously the biggest budget it had some of the the biggest uh events that happened it was kind of one of the biggest budget episodes that we've seen and it's incredible to me that that they uh they had all of these these stories that intertwined but the undertaking where where you know, Malcolm Merlin, who is Tommy Merlin's father, ends up, you know, having this huge plan to destroy uh, the city so that, you know, destroy the the, the Narrows. Um, so that way they, you know, can be rebuilt stronger, that sort of thing, because his wife died uh, getting mugged. So he was essentially the Batman in this story. 
in that his you know his wife got he's essentially Batman gone wrong if you want to put it that way where his his wife died and he heard it on his voicemail he heard it happen on his voicemail and this twisted him so much that he doesn't want to save the city from itself uh, by going out there and stopping crime he wants to save the city from itself by destroying the city and this was kind of one of the most interesting uh, dynamics that it you know that we saved the day sort of. You know, it was this, it was this double-sided coin where it's like we saved some of the city, but then, you know, a lot of it already, you know, it, it gets destroyed. And this kind of destruction is, is kind of where we, we start up, I would imagine, with season two. And I'm excited to see season two moving forward. Um, I'm excited to see where the story goes. I'm excited to see where all the characters go. Uh, and I guess, you know, we'll see this upcoming Wednesday. So your expectations for next season would be high, is what you're They're saying. They're very high. I mean, and and in addition to that, you know, we've got uh, Jeff Johns, who is actually, well, you're back, Chris. I mentioned that you left. We heard the door slam. So you're oh. back now. Oh, I'm back. So, I mean, uh, the the other aspect of, of this is that, that Jeff Johns has has consulted with the writers a number of times, and we've got some exciting spoilerish stuff that uh, that we've heard uh, right. that are coming up this season. Um, and I'm super excited to see all of this take place. Right. Yeah, I mean, do we want to mention some of that? Like, I, like at least we can. Uh, so, if you don't want to know anything about season two, <laughs> skip forward ten seconds. It's or a further skip, spoiler. Yeah, it's a spoiler on top of a spoiler. So, like, we're supposed to have the Flash come back, yeah. or come in into and, into a number of a couple of different episodes. I think we have right. uh, in, in in maybe early on in the season, and then we have another return later on. Is what they, I think they've said. Yeah. Um, and what's interesting is I, I you know I've been following Jeff Johns' tweets, and, and he was talking the other night where he was saying you know I, I just had a great talk with the with the Arrow writers uh, about the Flash and about you know Arrow, and so it's really exciting to see somebody like Jeff Johns you know talking to these guys, and these guys are are you know talking to someone who's in the comic world who has handled both uh, you know a lot of a lot of DC characters right, and and that's and that's the well. key is that not necessarily that he's in the comics world, but he knows these characters and he knows this universe, right. and um, that's been DC's problem with a lot of their properties. They take him to film and they entirely mismanage them. Right, they. Do not stay true to the actual character. Make it hokey. Like the, you know, I just don't, I know I, I don't understand the thought process a lot of times, and and it was great to see. We all know like Batman, Nolan's Batman, Dark Knight, great, and then you know Man of Steel hadn't come out yet, and so like Arrow was the the next thing that we'd seen come from right. DC since Batman, and it was great to see this be something that. You weren't embarrassed to watch, you know, right. like, and, and you looked forward to every single week and is not a mismanaged property. It's just something that is thriving. And I hope they end up you know, connecting it to um, the new world. They're basically saying, you know, like they rebooted um, with Man of Steel and saying, OK, this is a new new universe, Nolan's universe that was, you know, separate, which I'm OK with. Right. I, as long as we just keep everything consistent, and now everything that they do is in this universe. And, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't know how that's going to work out because we've also, you know, next year we've got Gotham coming to Fox, uh, the right. show Gotham, and so a crossover would be hard in that instance. But Gotham is also set before Batman, so we don't know if there's any superheroes. And in addition to, in addition to, on Arrow, 
you know, the the addition of Flash is actually going to be the first time we've seen powers in this universe. So seeing how they deal right. with that is going to be an interesting thing because, right. you know, all of a sudden, you know, if Superman all of a sudden showed up and said, hey, man, you've been killing a bunch of people, Oliver. You got, you should stop. Or I've been watching what you're doing, man. You know, that sort right. of thing. I mean, I, I definitely think that this world is a world that that could happen in. Right. But the introduction of powers is going to have to be kind of uh, first and foremost in my mind. Right. So. Yeah, they, we'll see how they handle introduction of powers. And I, I feel like... Um, yes, it does make it kind of difficult, but I'm okay that like, I'm okay with Gotham being on Fox and I feel like the success of Arrow is what gave them leverage to shop Gotham around Absolutely. and why a bigger network like Fox is interested in it. Right. Um, obviously ABC is not going to take it because it's, you know, Disney, it's going to do be the Marvel, the platform that Marvel yeah, pushes Marvel, their superheroes on. Know. And so they basically left Fox or CBS. CBS. Um, or maybe some place like uh, like FX or something like that, but like that has a, a far you know like or NBC. I'm missing NBC, NBC, yeah, which has terrible ratings there. on every demographic, every show, and so uh, it's kind of a natural thing. Like CW is a much smaller network and doesn't have as large of an audience, and some place like Fox does, and you can push things through there. That being said, I don't think that just because um, you may not see a Batman. Arrow crossover, but I think like you know, you might see a Flash go over to Batman's world or something like that, or Superman be in one of these worlds. Mm-hmm. You know, like I definitely think that's a possibility. The argument has actually been made where the movie universe and the the Arrow universe could collide in, in say like a Justice League movie where you know with the same actors and the same the same stuff. You know, which would be great. And I don't necessarily you know I don't see that as a problem for either CW or Fox. I don't see like anything that lifts their brand. And their show, like, is not going to hurt them as a network. That's true. Just because, like, hey, maybe it's on the CW, but, like, you're, it just pushes people to come watch your show. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're, you know, any of your actors are in a blockbuster movie, it's obviously not bad for your network. Right. And that'd be great. And, and I'm okay, honestly, like, you know, with a lot of these uh, DC characters starting off on television. Like, let's yeah. let's get them a great world so that we can throw them together in, in, a, in a Justice League movie. You know, one thing that is, is interesting that, that uh, Marvel has, uh, uh, I guess, that DC has over Marvel, rather, is that, that the cast of characters for DC is vastly more known. Like, the cast of characters that isn't already tied up in a movie. I mean, none of these guys are tied up. You know, Flash isn't tied up in a movie. Uh, Wonder Woman's not tied up in a movie. I mean, all of these people aren't tied up in movies. And uh, whereas in the world of of Marvel. Yeah. If they wanted to have an Iron Man show, you know, like they couldn't have Robert Downey Jr. Be Iron Man, you know, I mean, they've, they've, they've got a, a, you know, these lower level characters. And and in addition to that, you know, they don't even own or have rights to put all of the characters in movies like Spider-Man is in X-Men. Yeah. And X-Men. Yeah. So I mean, a lot of these, these characters, these iconic Marvel characters are tied up with other companies, right? They're Marvel. They're, their major properties are all movies or tied up with another company. And so, um, that, yeah, that's definitely something like we have. We can have. We can. We could even bring a Wonder Woman television show. Absolutely, on scene, or you know, Wonder like, Woman could just show up on Arrow some week, right? Which would be amazing. And and so there was actually a, a fan made. I'll maybe I'll, I'll post it in the show notes um, in the uh, on the article on stayontargetpodcast.com and arrowontargetpodcast.com. Um, and I'll, I'll post it on there. Like there's a fan made, cool fan made video that uh, went up this week, or at least I found it this week, and uh, it's really cool. Uh, we 
should check it out as Wonder Woman fan made video. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well, just to kind of wrap up, let's let's go ahead and just uh, give season. Well, we've already kind of given a rating for season one, right? But uh, but let's just kind of you know wrap up by by talking you know in summary about season one, about what you've seen of season one, and what you kind of expect on season two, as well as kind of you know our our expectations for season two. Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty simple. You know, I'm I'm really looking forward you know to ex- expanding this world. Getting to know these characters better, I want them to interact with each other a lot more, and uh, you know that's just basically. I'm I'm excited about the new season. I'm excited to see where they go, and I mean definitely watch it. Like this is a great show. Yeah, absolutely. If you haven't watched this show, make sure you do. My expectation is about the same. You know where I, I want to see a lot of the characters uh, develop even further. I want to see some of the characters who maybe haven't met uh, meet up uh, and and combine forces in ways you know that are that are intriguing. So, right. Right. And I definitely think that's that's in the making. That that's gonna happen so cool so thanks for uh for listening to this uh special edition of uh stay on target podcast and our inaugural episode of arrow on target arrow on target yeah uh, you can check us out online at stay on target podcast.com and arrow on target podcast.com you can check us both out on twitter mm-hmm. at chris Wright 250 and john Wright 777 you can find stay on target at stay on target pod um, Facebook.com slash Stay on Target Podcast and always online at StayOnTargetPodcast.com. That about does it for this time, so we'll see you next time on Arrow on Target. Target.